0: Holics! good morning and welcome to episode 118 of the Deacon & Co. Show, Survivor. Well, a lot of people are survivors. Some of them, unfortunately, are not. And uh, in today's episode, it's going to be a good one, as always, touching some different topics that we normally don't speak about on the Deacon & Co. Show. Um, well, maybe. I guess that's kind of a lie. Uh, you always got a music, uh, or at least try to always have a music Topic and uh, some type of pop culture, whether it's sports, uh, you know, continuing on, or uh, celebration of things that have been going on for X amount of time. Uh, let's get right into it. We'll dive straight into that frozen water because a couple of weeks ago I was trapped under ice. No pun intended. But the Philadelphia Eagles, as we all know, did not prevail. Um, surprise I had for everybody being that came off and you know didn't go to the game, and many factorings and reasons why. Um, I had a nice fireworks show set up for everybody who was going to go live, and that was my surprise and my thank you to a great season, and, and nevertheless, listen, you know, I got to the Super Bowl and I lost, all right? We also the game. Uh, we don't need to hear me talk about it for another 20 minutes, because for the last two weeks when you guys haven't had me on air on an episode, I've been uh, trying to get myself out of the rut, trying to get myself out of the funk. And, uh, had a course of characters and a cast of wild ones, uh, over the course of this time that have helped me get through this. All right. Uh, just idiots. Like I'm talking about real idiots. Um, get into that. Another great genius of the week for you. But just to give you a share, you know, it go on little shopping sprees and you, you know, uh, once in a while for yourself and it's good. You work hard, you save your money, you put it away. So when scenarios happen like this it's really when i go on like a big bender so what i mean by bender is not alcohol or drugs I, I just buy things that try to make me happy so a couple of the cool things that i bought were everybody got a clock now all all four teams have a clock uh, metallica already had a clock but uh so now all four teams on the um walls have clocks and and something that's been bothering me for 2 years and i, I bought a nice frame i, I put a, a championship banner up for the lakers and it was inside of a actual frame and the frame broke uh, i would try to fix it and uh had i done what i wanted to do it would have broke the glass and broke the you know the uh, plexiglass and whatnot on there but uh i've had to think for so many years that you could just tell that you know after a certain amount of time obviously things need to be up and this was one of the things that needed to be done so so i bought a magnetic ha- magnetic hanger. sorry it's early um and basically, you know, I bought a new poster, which included all the championships on the banner. Uh, of course, I have uh, the 2020 edition uh, separately, and uh, it's own plaque, and rightfully so. So, it's it just this one piece, decoholics can destroy your whole wall. And for years, I kept hearing Nay say, oh, okay, I'm going to fix it, I'm going to fix it, I'm going to fix it. Well, Nay's busy. She's got her own shit going on, and it's not our responsibility, considering the fact that I consider her the Lakers curse. So... I handled it i got the piece a new piece and a new hanger set up and i recommend anybody who's having posters that don't need to be framed or whatnot uh to check out magnetic magnetic excuse me hangers because this thing really honestly makes the piece uh, or the whole wall itself and the room really what i intended it to be inside of the deacon cave or the deke cave where I just have, uh, you know, it just looks nice. It looks like it's not just a bunch of shit cluttered on a wall. And, you know, I take time and whatnot to organize it. And, you know, think about all the cool stuff that I want. And, you know, things that will make me happy when I come in and whatnot. So with that, you know, I bought, bought a couple of new Ranger outfits. You know, good sale on NHL.com. I can't tell you guys to go there now because the sale is over. Um, the recovery time may never come for somebody who is a fan. You know, what happens if you turn around and you say somebody like the Chicago Cubs, if they didn't win that World Series after 108 years, I mean, how many did they get to after they won their World Series? Uh, none. I don't think that they've even made the playoffs more than one opportunity after that fact that they won that World Series. So the importance of seeing things happen and you on you, especially in sports, all the moves that were made for football season with everybody moving and everybody traveling, and, you know, it's like, you turn around and the you wonder why, okay, the turnover ratio for coaches in the National Football League is so high. It's because every year it's like, oh, okay, well, they have the number one defense in football. Let's go out and sign that defensive coordinator to a head coaching position. No, you don't do that because if they have the number one defense in football, let's go give this guy a head coaching opportunity where, you know, he, not that he doesn't know anything about offense because he obviously does, but his primarily fo- her primary focus it's on defense and getting these guys ready to battle each week. But football season, until the draft, until camp, until all of that, who knows? You know, who knows what is going to, you know, transpire in the next couple of months. But I do know that hockey is back full throttle out of the All-Star game, and so is basketball. We'll talk about that. Um, and, well, let's talk about it now. So, uh, big shout-outs to everybody who's on the Deep Dive podcast, the Judas Priest podcast, Paul and Oates podcast, uh, Paul Moody, a couple just to name a few, uh, T-Bone, uh, who else is on there, uh, the Skinnerd podcast, and of course, Glasshouses podcast. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out the Deep Dive Network, they're always on my Twitter. I always talk to these guys because I'm involved in the network. What I find interesting about the Deep Dive podcast network is most of the time that most of these guys are having single topic podcasts. And let me tell you, they specialize really, really well in their single-topic podcast. But somehow I got involved in this, and I'm grateful so much every week. Thank you again, T-Bone. T-Bone, and uh, big shout-outs to um, Brett Headbanger's Closet. Had one up on us this week. The Red Hot Detroit Red Wings, or I rather, let me put this in a way that um, is appropriate. The New York Rangers ran into the Red Hot Detroit Red Wings, and they got smacked. Um, so good for those guys back to the deep pod uh deep dive pod. if you guys haven't checked it out, you're all following Deacon and Co show on Twitter. if not, just to listen to some of the podcasts that I listen to, and uh those are them you know, I pay my dues each week, so obviously we're looking for new guests and stuff which they are coming. I promise you I've never been saying this and and again, my apologies for not getting you guys what you want with the guest and you know seeing how I interact with other people and what not. I also feel like the show takes off more when I'm going solo because of the ratings that I get, and that's no bullshit. So I don't know if the, if the show is run well because it's just me, and I know exactly what I want to say. But the guests will be coming back, and I promise you guys they're there. It's in the works. The dates are set up, and that's excellent news. But when it, when it comes down to it, you know, when when doing the show, obviously we have we have a couple of things that that. Haven't happened in the last couple of weeks, and when I'm trying to pick myself up from the championship loss, now, you, when when you think about it from all of these perspectives here of what you're doing here, when you're when you're basically when you're at the trade deadline of the season, you're basically just renting a player in for that, You're not going to take a contract next year or whatever you're going to do. Rangers are in a position right now where they're trying to go after Patrick Kane, bringing over uh, Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues was such a huge deal, and he's made an impact thus far already. Rangers are on a three-game skid right now. One of them was in overtime. I'm not really too concerned about this right now, but the pressure has to come off. The New York Post has to stay quiet. New York is the worst place to obviously play sports for uh, because of the simple fact that there's so much pressure on these guys to perform because it's New York. Fuck New York, all right? I'm telling you right now, I live here. I live on Long Island. It's a shithole, okay? Fuck New York. So the only alliance that I have to New York, as you guys know, are the Rangers. Going after Patrick Kane now. They're making the moves. They're doing what they got to do. And within the next couple of days, maybe even before or right after this pod airs, or this episode airs, I hate calling them pods. It's just ridiculous, you know. But um, it, it, you turn around, and you may see Patrick Kane in a Rangers uniform sooner than we think. You know, going back to paying the, the respects, and and you know, people are are coming out here. You know, they're they're making these podcasts, right? And a lot of people do podcasts, right? But the thing is, is how many people are stuck with a podcast. It's easy to turn around and and do a podcast and have guests come on and do this, but you gotta stay consistent with it. All right, and the stuff that I have coming on here, being a multi-subject podcast, very grateful for the Deep Dive Podcast and all the promotion that they do for the Deacon and Co. Show. So thank you guys all who are involved, and thank you T Bone for all set for setting us all together. A lot of great work, as I mentioned. With the with the other podcast so if you get a chance to check them out definitely check them out but I can promise you this that nowhere in the intentions of this show was it ever a one subject podcast and nor will it ever be so you're welcome decoholics uh, moving on with the hockey so a lot of a lot of moves have been happening or whatnot so there's there's really you know um today I always feel like today is like a big hockey day on Saturday all right so uh, if I didn't say it earlier we are sitting on the 25th of February, yeah, the month's already over, holy shit, yeah, uh, I feel like I've, like, haven't spoke to you guys in forever, but it's only been two weeks, um, moving forward here, hockey this afternoon, all and, and obviously, you know, very big implications with all of these games, including what goes down inside of, um, I want I want to say just the East Eastern Conference. uh not bitching about this. You got sixteen teams that are in this conference. It's a lot. I'm not say a lot, but it's more challenging to make the playoffs when half of you knowing already you're not going to be there in the season. All right. So we got some matinees going on this afternoon, a bunch of good ones. Um, and and as I mentioned, there are there are quite a few hockey games tonight. So or this afternoon and tonight as well. You got uh, Edmonton traveling to Columbus. Uh, this afternoon at 1230. Uh, a couple minutes after that on ABC, the Rangers are playing in Washington. I'm going to get to watch a little bit of that, and then I'll have the phone right by me. Got to coach the Rockets. so I'm probably going to end up here missing, I want to say, probably like the second period, get home for the third period. So I'll see the first and third today. So not too terrible, but let's go Rockets this afternoon. The guys are getting there. We're going to get a win. We're 0-2 thus far. Uh, the little guys, but we're going to get a win. Uh, we got some guys that are working extra hard and the parents are taking them and practicing. You know, you can kind of tell at that level, what kids want to play and what kids are just trying to be put into a scenario. So is what it is. 330 also on ABC. And, and I, I gotta be honest with you, Deagleholics. I I think today is Hockey Day in America, but I'm not 100% sure because I haven't heard anything on the announcements yet. But back-to-back games on ABC like this, this could be be an indication. Pittsburgh traveling to St. Louis, all right? Two teams that are on a skid right now. Somebody's got to win. There's no ties. Ottawa traveling to Montreal tonight. Decoholics. Hockey night in Canada for you there. Uh, Montreal's red hot right now. Um, Ottawa just taking a loss last night inside of... um, Uh, Carolina playing the back-to-back Deacon and Co show I have to mention to you you guys where I don't get sued is brought to you in part by a live studio audience Frank Bryant is now joining us wakes up opens up the door I'm sure you can hear that little mouth about to go off wants to say hello to her best buddy yep here she is Frank Bryant welcome Frankie to the Deacon and Co show do you want to say anything to the audience why they can hear you Frank they're all gonna be like Frank what are you doing The reasoning behind why the show gets interrupted at all times. Good morning, pal. Good morning. All right. We got a show to finish. Do you want to finish the show, or what do you want to do? All right. Live studio audience, Frank Bryant's here with us, as I mentioned. Let's continue on. Hopefully, there's no interruptions. If there's an interruption, we'll just call the security guard like we did prior episodes. All right. Moving forward here. So... Carolina, on the back-to-backs to these things, all right, so I'm just going to give something out for gamblers here. There's not much I'm going to be able to help you with when it comes to gambling now at this aspect of the year um, if you guys don't follow the hockey and that. Because you've got you to watch what's going on in the patterns. Football's easy. You can just turn around and look at the little, you know, nine alerts a day every single day. But you've got to actually watch some of these other games here in, in retrospect. So the team, and, and just hear me out on this one. Back in the day, okay, you turn around. You're never, ever going to turn around and take a team who's played on a back-to-back. It just doesn't work like that, especially going on the road back-to-back, okay? And you turn around, and last night, Otto was playing in Florida. Now, it's not that far of a ride from Montreal. What, four hours, okay, from Florida on a plane ride? All right. But nevertheless, you still played last night on the road. So by the time you get out of the game, the press conference, whatever else you want to do, then you're late. You're late getting back into Canada. You know, lucky you're in the same time zone. Now tonight, you're another road game, back-to-back, playing a team who Montreal is red hot, okay. Montreal, uh, no, you should never turn around, okay? And you should never win this game because you're on the road back to back nights, okay? So now, also, when you turn around and Montreal comes on the road last night as well in Philly, they're coming home, that's a you know, short trip, whatever scenario you want to call it. This is a scenario in which Montreal's a red-hot team. They're the home team. They should win this game. But as of recent weeks, especially since the return of the All-Star break, the team that has come back, who regardless of what they've done the night before, win or lose, right, uh, they're coming back, and they're winning this back-to-back game. So be careful on what you do, all right? This should be a good one tonight, especially the way Montreal has been playing. And this is the push for the playoffs. Philly's playing New Jersey. As I mentioned, they played last night. They got smacked, all right? So now New Jersey... Big favorites in this one. The problem is, is when you're trying to catch ground with people, all right, or people or other teams. If you don't win, okay, and that team loses, what good are you when you're staying idle? Same thing in baseball. You're talking about baseball with a, a game and a half each, especially if it's a division game, a two-game. It, it's you have to win when the teams that are ahead of you lose. That's what it really comes down to. Anaheim traveling to Carolina. Another one played last night. Heavy favorites on this one. Boston going to Vancouver. Tampa Bay playing Detroit. Should be a good one. Detroit's red hot right now, as I mentioned. Over six on that one. I like that one. Colorado after a big road win last night in Winnipeg, traveling uh, back home to play Calgary. Vegas and Dallas, two of the highest point getters in the West. Going to square off tonight in the desert, which is going to be nice. And San Jose and Chicago both got something going on their own. Um going to be interesting to see how the rest of the season pans out, especially what's going to happen with Chicago and what the deal is with them, all right? So, we shall see what happens. Uh, Toronto, NBA, starting this one, playing in Detroit, a couple games for us, not many, Uh, Indiana, I almost called them Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers traveling through Orlando Magic, New Orleans Pelicans traveling to play the Knicks at the Garden, Miami Heat going to Charlotte. Now, Charlotte's coming back from a Minnesota game, all right, now where they won last night, the, again, the traveling on the back-to-backs and the schedules. You know, it's really rough for these teams, especially, too, with the weather going on, the cancellations, all that bullshit that goes on. But uh, Miami and Charlotte tonight in Charlotte. Denver traveling to Memphis to play the Grizzly Wizzlies. And uh, Boston Bruins. Uh, Boston Bruins. Look at that. Boston Celtics traveling to play the Philadelphia 76ers. That's going to be a primetime game tonight on ABC. San Antonio playing Houston tonight. Uh, Houston, Utah, wow, out of my mind, early morning, no coffee, they don't open for an hour, sorry guys, you got to deal with me, um, on this one here, on this Utah situation here, alright, so with the Utah situation, it really, it, it, it's, they bought Russell Westbrook out, and now Russell Westbrook didn't want to move his condo, so now he's playing with the Crosstown Clips. Well, it's not like really cross town, it's the cross-dressing room, all right? I, this gives instantly gratification for people like, oh yeah, now we got Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. And look, listen, it doesn't matter. The Clippers are not going anywhere. I can assure you, I can pretty much put right now a $100,000 bet right now, okay? Which, if, if you go on your sites or whatever your thing is, they're pretty high odds Okay, to get there now or in the medium range, closer to the, you know, upper echelon of expectations in the West. Listen, I'm going to tell you this right now. As bad as a team or as bad as a start that the Lakers had, the Lakers are a team that are dangerous. They can get to the play. There's no team in the West that really scares anybody like the East does. The East is a more dominant league, I think, in both hockey and I also both think in basketball. So I think that you're a winner. This year is going to come out of the east for both of them. Anything I'm missing here on the sports update? Um, one big thing that I want to tell you: as football dies in the NFL and our season ends, and um, crazy things happen uh, when, especially when you're getting these approvals and for things that happen with. Um, marijuana sports gambling that kind of thing you got all the you know we'll, we'll talk about that in the upcoming weeks we got another weed enthusiast coming on the show talk about that in a few weeks coming up of of the differences of, of people like hershey and nabisco who are buying into the marijuana business hmm i, I mean i'm just gonna leave it at that because that'll be a spoiler alert for you all but i mean let's think about the where the times are going here people uh every time that you put on a game you're watching these bullshit commercials for gambling and this and that and I told you this all the time and and, and me as a gambler I live and die by the bet. I'm not going to go in there if I see one team's losing and then place another bager, a wager to counter offset the money I just lost. It doesn't work like that. It just turns out to be more of a hassle for you and sometimes in the end you end up losing more you just live and die with that original bet. So now the XFL is back. 2020 they I spoke to you guys about the XFL how it was coming. Then COVID came, and that was out the window. They took a year off. Uh, I believe there was only like four teams in the beginning. They come back even harder now with eight teams. And I got to watch opening weekend last week. Uh, caught a little bit of the game on Thursday night, um, but was uh, kind of in the middle of a few different things when, you know, especially, you know, uh, watching the Rangers and, and uh, Lakers and whatnot. So, um, Seattle Sea Dragons, the Houston Roughnecks, the DC Defenders, the Orlando Guardians, St. Louis Battlehawks, Arlington Renegades, San Antonio Brahmas, and the Vegas Vipers. Now, I don't know about you guys, but none of those names feel uh seem appealing to me. Now, I don't know what team I'm rolling with yet on this one when it comes down to, you know, um Picking a favorite out of the league, I think everybody's pretty much equal. Like, I really think that everybody's equal at this point. Um, Some notable names that are in this league are uh, some NFL players, Wade Phillips, Rod Woodson, amongst the top names that are in there. Jim Haslett, former coach, uh, excellent special teams coach with the um, New Orleans Saints back in the day. I believe he at one point was bumped up to the head coach as well. Um, something that you might be interested in is going to fill the void. Um, Coming out uh, in, I believe it is April, we also are going to have the USFL, United States Football League. So there's a lot of football going on still. Just because the NFL left doesn't mean, if you're a fan of the game, all right, um, whatever level you're watching on, whether it be the collegiate level, the professional level, all right, I I just feel like now that, that because of what football brings into America, with how big it is, that you're obviously trying to duplicate this with leagues and spinoffs and this and that. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this. All right, I watched it. It they're high-scoring games for what they're calling for. So every game has covered the over thus far in the five games that are played. There was a game played on Thursday night between the Seattle Sea Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks, where the uh, St. Louis Battle Hawks were down a double digit deficit. Come back to win the game 20-18. to 18. Well, I do believe that the time that I had this, it was 36 and a half for the over. 20-18 to 18 Decaholics, uh, that covers that. So, I don't know if it's these places that are really kind of you know, setting up the I don't want to say setting up for failure or just setting up in general for um, what people want. They want to gamble. They want people to come in. They want people to make money and, and, and whatnot. So, Next game coming up later on little, a little later on this evening, 7 p.m., you have the D.C. Defenders traveling to the Vegas Vipers. And then tomorrow afternoon, uh, you got on ESPN and ESPN2, 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., doubleheader, San Antonio versus Orlando, and Arlington versus Houston. Just give it a try. If you're a fan of this game, you're going to like this, because, especially, too, because Josh Gordon's in the league, and there's some former NFL players that have, have bounced back and forth between his leagues since his existence. Quarterback this year, Heineke, when I said to you on the air uh, during the touchdown report, where the fuck did this guy come from? Well, he was an XFL quarterback. He started off with the XFL, and then he took it from there. Um, got this red sign up that says, audience, please don't move during recording. Our live audience has just left. So, <laughs> always cracks me up. It really does. How, you know, you're sitting there, and, and it's just one thing after another with one type of football or another we had our drama all year with the nfl we had now we're dealing with the xfl and the usfl i i think you guys are going to enjoy it check it out so let me know what your thoughts are com. oh all right met news yeah absolutely so Nobody knew what was going on rumors of uh, they, uh Daytona 500 performance for Metallica but uh they started us off with New Year's Eve made us wait at the end of halftime uh just to see their commercial what was going on so basically they partnered up with the with NASCAR and they turned around and they used um Lux eterna inside of their previews or their commercials and that that's that's really what it was The Metallica did not perform at the uh, Daytona 500, and it's almost like, you know what, it's kind of, like, annoying at certain points where, you know, you get all these people who are, like, assuming rumors and this and that, and, you know, I had a couple times where I assumed something, and a couple of times that they didn't come true, um, I I just stopped assuming, and whatever the band does is whatever the band's gonna do, I'm not the band, I'm I'm just a fan, you know, I don't, I don't try to think I'm the band, I don't think I'm a rock star, I might party like one, but I, I don't, you know, I don't think I'm a rock star. I just, one of those scenarios in which it really is aggravating and you go online and you hear, it and it's just people, you know, and it's just people and I'm sure it happened in a different way, you know, without the internet back in the day, like people calling up the phone like, Hey, did you hear me? Like, yeah, no, it just doesn't, you know, it that doesn't do it for me. So Met News, uh, got some cool stuff coming out on Metallica.com. They had a garage sale. Um, in the meantime, we had a celebration yesterday on the 24th. Uh, it was Rob's 20th anniversary in Metallica. So we'll get into more of that later on. Uh, definitely going to be a good one for you uh, to talk about that. Two other things I wanted to bring up because that's pretty much it for the uh, Met News. Uh, new album coming out April 14th. In case anybody didn't know or you live under a rock, uh, Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. But very big accomplishment there, and uh, super super proud uh, to be a fan, uh, you know, of Rob's, and Rob really is a great bassist. Um, one other small note has really nothing to do with Metallica or, but I always keep you guys updated here. Uh, I just I saw a trailer, yeah, a couple days ago for the new Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 12, and Grand Theft Auto 6 coming out later this year. Obviously, you know, uh, I am a big fan of uh, Mortal Kombat and video games in general. So on buying the machines, I got my joysticks. So I swapped out the joysticks that are the original basic plastic joysticks. And on the NBA Jam, put little basketballs on the top of the joystick. It looks so cool. On NFL Blitz, you got it. Put little footballs on top of it. And then on the Mortal Kombat machine, I actually have one of Scorpion and one of Sub-Zero. Their heads are the actual joysticks you use to move and control the game. So it's cool. Mortal Kombat, one of the best games of all time. My first game of all time, so it's going to be my instant love. But, um, yeah, Mortal Kombat, Grand Theft Auto 6. When I hear the news and the updates, the alerts, anything else that needs to get brought to your attention, you guys know it, it will be there. Um, good morning to anybody who's joining us late. <laughs> Just kidding, this isn't a live show, it's a recording. But thank you anyway. <laughs> great. Um a birthday shout-out that we missed last week. We wanted to give a quick birthday shout out a couple of them there. Uh Michael Jordan turns 60. Jim Brown turns 87. And of course, to the doctor, Bradley Campbell. Miss you buddy. Can't wait to get you back on the show shortly. Um in the upcoming month or so. Uh happy birthday to Doc. I hope you had a great day. Um Bringing us right down into the hot take here, we all know that Rob celebrated his, um, I guess you could say his 20 year anniversary, Uh, but now the second longest basis in Metallica history comes in 1986, maybe in 1987, uh, depending on what that actual stat is, but uh, let's just do 87 to 2002 or 2003. You still see that that, you know, it's a significant amount of time that Jason Newstead spent with Metallica along with Robert Trujillo. But who is the better basis for Metallica? Um Oh that's so tough. Well, you don't really hear a lot of people talk about the bass over the course of like load, reload, but let's take a look at what we got here from Rob. So Rob comes on Saint Anger, Rob comes Saint Anger, Death Magnetic, uh, hardwired to self-destruct. Luxy to I mean, uh, season 72, uh, 72 seasons, sorry. So, you got four albums that, that Rob's a part of, uh, you think about Justice, Black Album, Load, Reload, and then, of course, you're at the time mark of four and four. So, other projects, obviously, that Jason worked on and Rob worked on, they're pretty much tied, S&M 1 goes to Jason, S&M 2 goes to Rob, you're pretty much, at this point, still, um even on that aspect of things when it comes to albums itself. I, I can't give you, you know, a really better answer of, of, of who would have been the better choice to turn around and who would have been the better choice to replace Cliff Burton because that answer, you know, there is nobody that can replace Cliff Burton, all right? There, there really isn't. So Jason came in, took a lot of shit because he's not Cliff Burton, and the thing that Metallica did with Genius is that they allowed him to finish the rest of the tour so the fans in the world can get used to who this guy was. You know, how many people really listen to Flopsom and Jepson? Like really. I mean, you're a hardcore metalhead maybe, but I'm not. I'm not a hardcore metalhead. I'm a hardcore music fan. So to be honest with you, until I find out I found out where this guy came from in the history of Metallica, I had no idea who the fuck Flops and Jepson were, except for those two little eels from the Little Mermaid. I that that's who Flopsom and Jepson are to me. I had no fucking idea who else the the band was. So for me, I I don't, I can't give you, this is like a wrong answer for me, but the answer in my eyes I think is Rob. Um, The things that, you know, obviously they're both in the Hall of Fame with Metallica, which is awesome. They both performed at Metallica's induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was amazing that the band actually did that for Jason after the bitter feelings that they have. Would be nice, you know, if he was at the 40th anniversary that he came on and, you know, did at least one song or something. You know, that's another thing, too, the rumors and the bullshit that people tell you while you're walking around. I'm tripping balls, bro, waiting for the band to come on to celebrate a big moment with them. I don't give a fuck who's there. Just don't, don't, just leave it alone. Be surprised, and you'll end up having a better show. Trust me. Uh, my answer, Robert Trujillo. I'm not even going to try to roll my tongue. I'm just, Trujillo. Okay, there we go. All right, let's move on here to topic number one here: South Park. South Park in its twenty-sixth season. Taking a minute there in recognition for Trey Parker and Mesto. um, two of the funniest comedians out there. Maybe you didn't give South Park a chance. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe it's too much over the top for you. Yeah, that that's what that's what the show is. All right. Show is excellent. I happen to really love the show itself. Um, so what I did was, was you know, talking about the 26th season, I want to give you guys just a little breakdown for anybody who's new or going to go back to revisiting South Park that hasn't watched every episode multiple times like I have and can't tell you what seasons or the names of the episodes. I didn't have to Google any of these. All right, just want to let you know this. I didn't have to Google and find out what season was what or the name of every episode because it's I'm a fan, and if you're a fan of something, you would know. Uh, what I find kind of creepy, I mean, this is a cartoon show, but there are big, huge fans out there of, like, Friends and, like, Seinfeld and all that that could tell you exactly what the name of the episodes and stuff are. That's a little odd. That's a sitcom. You know, like, it's, I guess it might be the same thing in some people's eyes, but it's definitely not in me. This is an animated cartoon. Obviously, the shit in there can or cannot happen. It's based upon fictional things that are trying to make people laugh. That's all it is. Okay? So... Um, basically for the first, I want to say like 18 seasons and, uh, yeah, 18 seasons of South Park, it was just random. It was just what they felt like talking about and this and that for the last couple of seasons, they've had turned around and they basically have, um, gone in a different direction with South Park where like the the episodes are kind of like connected together. Uh, they're, they're kind of in a sense of like what happened last week type of deal, obviously during the pandemic uh if well not obviously if you didn't know now you know but they put out some pandemic specials and other stuff there were how trey parker and matt stone felt about the shots and the vaccinations and all that stuff and they got their opinion out on there as well and now here we are in in episode uh, season 26. now i'm gonna be honest with you the last six seasons were not really great seasons there were like three or four episodes maybe per season as opposed to the first twenty or first eighteen, where you can almost guarantee that you're gonna have out of maybe let's say eighteen episodes a season, okay, and this varies with the contracts and everything else. Uh eighteen episodes a season, or we'll say for the average most part, it's about fifteen or sixteen, right? Uh you're gonna get at least ten great episodes per season, all right? And this is how I feel with Family Guy. Family Guy is good. Alright? Family Guy is great. But you're only really gonna get like four to eight maybe four to seven good episodes or great episodes per season for Family Guy. South Park has that blown away. So I'm going to break down some of my favorite episodes for you guys because the the episodes that they were ranking in the top list that they gave were kind of shitty because they were just kind of like generics, you know, like Mr. Hanky, The Christmas Poo, like... All right, Mr. Anki's a good character, but Mr. Car- like holiday specials and that should not be included inside of like a, a a a show's greatest hits or anything along those lines. The greatest hits that they had that they came out with, and South Park does as well. They put out a greatest hits, um, you know, with some episodes on there with like fun times with weapons, spoiled, uh, stupid horror, stupid spoiled horror playset, and all of these things cool where they're just really making fun of celebrities and this and whatnot. So. I'm going to give you five episodes. If you haven't seen them, then check these episodes out. And after watching these five episodes, if you can't tell me that you're not a South Park fan, then I don't know what else to tell you, okay? Because these are some classic episodes, and I truthfully think that you need to see these if you haven't. Number five here is off of season six here, Lemmy Winks. (laughs) Lemmy Winks is a gerbil that Mr. Garrison is looking to get a lawsuit because this is at the time where, uh, in America where teachers are touching and having a sexual affairs with students and they're getting paid, okay, the students. So, for me, uh, Lemmy Winks is just a great episode all around because of the little catchy jingles that they have in there, but Mr. Garrison is, is so confused throughout this whole show, which is great, thinking that he is a male one day, the next day he wakes up, he's a woman, Okay, now, well, this case, he's a male who has a partner named Mr. Slave who is dressed in, like, some type of dominatrix leather, and he's a teacher's assistant. So, now they're trying to get fired, remember. So, he's like, well, come on over here. You want to see something disturbing? My teacher's ass, that's short for assistant, just the way Mr. Garrison says it. He takes the classroom gerbil and shoves it up Mr. Slave's ass. The story of Lemmy Winks is the the travels of this gerbil trying to survive, making it from Mr. Slave's rectum out Mr. Slave's mouth, and surviving in the end of the episode. The shenanigans that go on during this episode, beyond. Check it out. Number four, Cartman Land. Cartman's grandmother passes away, leaves nothing to the rest of his family because they're all drug addicts and degenerates, and leaves Cartman a million dollars. Cartman decides to go and buy an amusement park and name it Cartman Land. Rest is history. From there, you can only imagine what shenanigans that young whippersnapper gets into. Number three on this, um, excuse me, that comes from season five. Number three on this one, and this is so hard to put this there because this this was my favorite episode for the first 14 seasons of South Park, and for this to be number three now comes from season two. Uh, you can only imagine what 1 and 2, how how good episodes 1 and 2 are, okay, that I have on here, okay? So, number uh, number 3 on the, the top 5 South Park episodes of all Time list comes from number uh, season 2, Cow Days. So, Cow Days is a story about the little guys who don't want to be involved in dodgeball, they don't want to be involved in any of the shenanigans, and they got to go all the way to China to face the Chinese to face dodgeball. Uh, they all give up, they're all getting beat very bad, and one guy left on the team, and they whispered to the Chinese kids what to say to get Pip, the little French boy, to throw the ball. And they start calling him all these obscene names and making fun of the French and all these bad things, and Pip ends up winning the dodgeball tournament for South Park Elementary. In the meantime, back home in South Park, they're recognizing a um, conformed joint fetus day. For the nurse, Nurse Gollum, has a conjoined twin that is a dead fetus on the side of her head. You can only imagine what shit goes on during this episode. One of the best. You definitely have to check it out. Cartman at one of his finest on this one. Uh, Number two for me, season 14. And this was hard because this was kind of like, and Sheepshin was a good one. Um, There's so many things that could have been put on this list, but these are the ones that you guys have to hear. Um, You guys have to hear first. So... Or here. Wow. I'm giving you tracks off here, right? (laughs) These are the ones you guys got to watch first. Medicinal fried chicken. (laughs) For those who haven't seen this who think that they know where I'm going with this, I can assure you that you don't. So medicinal fried chicken, one of the best ones. Cartman decides that he wants to play soccer with the rest of the guys. He only goes to soccer practice on Friday so he can get KFC after. When the boys travel... To get KFC after practice, they find out that KFC has been banned in Colorado. It is illegal, so they put a medicinal marijuana store there where the KFC was, calling it Medicinal Fried Chicken. Many things happened during this episode, including Randy Marsh trying to get cancer so he can get a marijuana card. This is in uh, you know the beginning stages of weed becoming legalized. And Cartman takes over the Underground Chicken Game. Yes, it is a story of Scarface, but only Cartman with front chicken he takes the skin off the chicken and cuts it up in a line as he was scarface and he sniffs the skin of chicken up his nose as if it was cocaine (laughs) i can't make this shit up you can't make it up you got to check it out this is season 14 but the best episode of south park of all time okay and i don't care what anybody says all right you got to think about things of like you know As I mentioned to you guys many times over the course of this show's existence, of how the difference between Comedy Central and Fox gave the difference to Trey Parker and Matt Stone because of the—you're not on cable—you are on cable television, but Fox is is a primary network. So they didn't have the leeway and what they could have done. Season 14 holds an episode called Crippled Summer. It introduces or uh, doesn't introduce, but it reintroduces us or or revisits with a friend that's the word I'm looking for revisits with a friend who is a top five character of south Park of all time uh voted by the fans okay um, tally so intervention is a show if you guys haven't seen intervention, this will help you with the background of uh the you know the actual um you know, the actual show itself so. You have to turn around and think about this Towelie is a talking towel who smokes pot, so the show intervention on television I believe it was created by a and e catch on a different bunch of different channels now a lot of them are in canada um and also uh i guess in like i guess you could say seasons like roughly don't don't quote me on this like a seven to fifteen or seven to continuing are all about Canada. I think they're starting to make couple back- a couple' back in the United States. So basically about a documentary about people who think they're people who are drug addicts, who think they're cool and think their lifestyle, what they do, like, like they're getting these guys to, you know, uh, get money by having them being filmed. I don't know what the deal is. I'm sure A&E probably gives them like, all right, we'll offer you $5,000 to do this, but we'll give you like 500 at first when you complete the documentary, then we'll give you the rest of it drug addicts are going to jump all over that and then they're going to take them into their lives and they're going to give them their secrets and they're going to have them film when they meet their dealers and all this stuff. And you can watch all this stuff, right? So South Park took it to a new level. They wanted to have an intervention for Towley and it's just the funniest thing ever. Like, the guy's walking around just, you know, out of his mind completely. Like, he runs out of hard drugs, decides that he's going to go to the computer or the office supply store and he goes in and he buys computer whippets and he's just, it's out of his mind. you got to see it. It's a really great story. They get Towley clean for the most part. But then in 23, no, uh, yeah, 23 or 24, season 23, they turn around and Towley is the weed inspector. So he's got to come and he's got to give the permits for them to grow weed when they have Integrity Farms, uh, and that's later on in the series, um, a weed uh, farm that Stan's father decides that he's gonna up and leave and he's gonna make a shitload of money doing, and then it's all political, and then the show goes very political, and it's just uh, you know me, Decoholics, not a political person. So, um, definitely check it out, definitely one of the best here. Uh, that being said, quick rundown of the top five characters of all time, and this is this is voted by mixed fans. um, of the show itself and then I'll give you my list itself. So um, we have number five on this list is um, Randy Marsh, Stan's Dad uh, Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh was number four Kenny was number three Kyle was number two and Cartman was ranked number one so these are, the, you can see the main characters there make up the top five that's not really the way it rolls for me so number five for me on this list is Butters uh butters is just a little uh, blonde haired kid and he's just the adventures and the troubles that he get in some he gets into sometimes he's uh you know sometimes the things that he does are a little out there i mean you got to keep in mind that these these kids have been eight years old all right for 26 years now (laughs) so you would think that after a certain time that of being eight years old for 26 years you would eventually get it right (laughs) Number four on the list, I got to agree with the uh, fans who voted for this is Randy Marsh. I don't think South Park is half as funny as it is without Randy Marsh. Uh, number three for me is Principal Mackey. Principal Mackey, just the way he talks is something. Uh, okay. yeah, Okay. So just cracks me up there. There are times when you get suckered in by drugs and alcohol and sex with women. Okay. But it's when you do these things too much. That you've become an addict and must get back in touch. You can do it. It's all up to you. Okay. With a little plan, you can change your life to die You don't have to spend your life addicted to smack. Homeless on the streets, giving hand jobs for crack. Follow my plan, and very soon you will say It's easy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Drugs are bad. Okay. Mr. Mackey there, number three for you all. Number two here, and this one was so hard for me to determine which one of these two degenerates for the next one and two were one and two, but number two on Deacon's top five South Park characters of all time list are... has to go with Towley. Towley, I mean, Towley is you is so funny, the adventures and stuff that he gets into. The first episode, um, you know, is in the earlier, earlier stages. I believe it was on uh, season six there, okay? Um, you, you turn around, and you see this talking towel. Anytime there's water mentioned, he's got to go to the lake. Don't forget to bring it down. So now, you know, Sally evolves as a character. He's involved in, let's say, three... I'm going to say, hang on. One, two... Three, four, right. so he's involved in three more episodes before the actual intervention of how, you know, the shenanigans and stuff that goes in. The next one is called A Million Little Fibers. He uh, basically gets fired from his job at PF Chang's because he's stoned and just stirring the Chang sauce and just asking random people, How spicy would you like your Chang sauce? <laughs> like, the guy's out of his mind completely. Love them, but um, you definitely got to check it out. Also, I, if you're a fan of the show, um, I know there's a couple decoholics out there that are very big fans of South Park. Uh, I want to know what your list is too. I want to know if, like, you know, you know, who you like and what episodes you like to listen to. too. Deacon and Coach, like, listen to. I keep saying listen episodes of South Park that you like to watch. Deacon and gmail.com, Let me know. So, drum roll, please. That was. <sighs> tough one. Now, leaving us with the number one spot, who didn't I say? We obviously know who number one is. There's nobody else like him, Eric Cartman. Um, Cartman is just so funny, the shenanigans that he does, and I'm going to be honest with you that, you know, if Cartman's not in South Park, I really don't think South Park is the show that it is uh, today without, South, uh, without Cartman, really, honestly. So, there you have it. that was topic one South Park. hope you enjoyed it. hope you guys get a chance to check out the new episodes and revisit them if you haven't seen them um yeah South park's a good show. moving us into topic number two multiple lineups so I was going in a different direction with this and uh I just wanted to give um, a lot a lot of things you know especially to based upon you know uh today's hot topic and 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 what we've gone through over the course of the last couple of weeks with um uh, you know, just uh, everything with taking a break and now coming back full throttle for you all. Uh, the replacement band members, all right, multiple lineups. You know, you got so many guys that have multiple lineups and, and the replacements and whatnot. Now, you turn around here, all right, and you got some of the recognizables on this list, all right. Obviously, the Ramones, uh, Leonard Skinner. Um, yeah, obviously, we have Queen, Journey, Uh, Phil Collins of Genesis Phil Collins of Def Leppard Steve Hackett of uh, Genesis Neil Peart, Anthrax All of these guys have made significant differences In their band with the switchings of the lineup So I gave you guys my top 5 And without these 5 guys that made the change I don't know if these bands survive I don't know if these bands evolve I don't know if these bands start off the way that they should start off and, and rightfully so with their place in history. So right away, number five first one I think is update Dave Grohl. So obviously what he did with Nirvana, Kurt Cobain blasts himself, rest in peace love Kurt Cobain and I say it like that with much respect, I don't mean any disrespect when I say blast yourself um, goes on and creates this band Foo Fighters that bigger than life bigger than Nirvana and and you're not 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 saying that all right and that may that, that could come up in a in a hot take coming up in you know months or even weeks or maybe even next week but you know it was Nirvana better or was it the Foo Fighters I, Foo Fighters are iconic if you're going to talk about somebody who right now is relevant of the last 20 years okay that have put out the music and the hits and started their career um you know within the last whatever it's the Foo Fighters have to be amongst them, uh, amongst the top leaders of that. Me personally, I don't like the Foo Fighters. Couple songs here and there, but you know, gotta respect the talent of the guys that are out there doing it. Still, number four is a no-brainer: Ringo Starr. Dude, come on! You brought in Ringo; he's the youngest member of the of the Beatles, right? And look what happened. I can never picture the Beatles without Ringo Starr. Okay. Next one here. All right on this list is Brian Johnson. And this 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 one has to be there. Because if you don't have Brian Johnson that follows up and replaces Bon Scott, AC D C will go down in flames. There was no front man in my eyes. I or well we'll get into a front man discussion there. But in my eyes the best front man was Bon Scott. Um, there's it, it, so many great that are out there. Yeah, obviously Mick Jagger. Um, uh, mixing match of the cast of the frontman who played with the Beatles. Um, uh, James Hetfield, uh, Axl Rose. Unfortunately, there's just so many guys that were out there. All right, on a level that and then all the guys that were up and coming in that time, 1980. There was a lot of guys that came up in that era. All right, Brian Johnson definitely has to be on that list. Number two to me. Rob Trujillo has to be on the list. You you turn around and you talk about a guy who spent this X amount of time with the career with somebody, okay? Right there. Happy twentieth anniversary to Rob Trujillo. I don't know if the band would have stayed together if if Jason Newstead was there because of the abuse that he took. It had nothing to do with Jason Newstead. Maybe it was the way that Metallica felt after Cliff died that they were taking their abuse and their upsetment out on him. Alright? I wouldn't say Metallica. I would say just James and Lawrence. I don't think Kirk Hammett's that, that type of guy, but I could be wrong. Number one on this list, I think this is the biggest move in rock and roll or heavy metal history, okay? Iron Maiden switching after their second album to bring in Bruce Dickinson. I don't think that you turn around, okay, and you have, The success without him, you had guys in in Paul Day, Dennis Wilcock, Blaze Bailey, and the one that Bruce Dickinson replaced, Paul Diano. There's no question. Nobody hits. I don't. I don't care. You put it down there. Of of we we had this before. of, Of of the. Who's better, uh, the Rob Halfords or the Bruce Dickinson? Bruce Dickinson's number one on this list for a fucking reason. If Bruce Dickinson is not replaced, we do not get uh, uh, Power Slave. We do not get Peace of Mind, and we do not get Number of the Beast. Those are three of the biggest metal albums of all time, if you want to call it metal or hard rock, whatever you want to call it, just for argument's sake. Those albums are iconic. Those albums are so fucking huge, and without Bruce Dickinson, those albums don't exist. Thoughts of anybody I missed? gmail.com. Bringing us down into our Genius of the Week. Now, many, many geniuses who I've come over the courses of the last two weeks that have made me smile and made me laugh, but none more other than one particular individual. Guy calls me up on a number, all right? Uh, very similar to mine. Starts off with the first three digits of mine, okay? And I'm like... Obviously, the area code too. The last four numbers are different. So I, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, you know what? For whatever reason, I I I really, truthfully, I don't know. I don't know why I answered the phone. So I got a phone call from this individual, and it's like, man, you gotta you gotta stop calling me. My kids are trying to sleep. You gotta stop calling me. Now, my response instantly to this Decaholics was, Dude, I'm not trying to wake your kids, okay? I'm trying to eat your fucking kids. Leave them on the front porch. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Click. <laughs> Guy had nothing to say. Like, you literally, literally could hear the, his friends in the background. Obviously, a prank phone call. He had his friends in the background who you could hear like cracking up, one of them with the gasping for air, okay? (laughs) I'm sitting there just thinking to myself, really, you're sitting there making prank phone calls in 2023. Prank phone calls is one of my favorite activities to do, all right? Harmless fun, don't call people harassing them, saying bad negative things, call them up, just like that kid did. Hey, stop calling the house, my kids are sleeping. I didn't call anybody alcoholics. You know that it was a prank call. So I turn around and it just cracks me up because of the simple fact that now let's think about this. You had 2023 again. I'm going to mention that what year it is again for the 15th time. Okay, You had one opportunity to turn around and get somebody live on the phone without calling up an establishment like a fast food place or somewhere that you could order food from. You had one chance to get a random number on the phone. You got me on the phone. I played your little game. And don't call your house because your kids are sleeping. That's what you fucking say to me? Like, (laughs) really, dude? Really? Like, come on. Genius in a week? Absolutely. I could have easily turned around and said to him, all right? And something I didn't bring up in the beginning of this, you know, maybe a Google number, maybe a fake number, whatever it was, but the genius of the genius of this week He didn't block his number. I didn't bother to call him back. I didn't know if the number would be disconnected or say, oh, unavailable, whatever it was. But let me just tell you something, man. If you are somebody that I know or just a random person, either way, you happen to come across this podcast and you hear this story and you know, like, you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, fuck, dude, that was me. Okay? Um, You blew it. You blew your load. You you had one shot to get somebody on the phone who was live. You got it and you fucked up. Moving forward. Rapid number one here. Okay. Any character compares to Cartman across the board? No. Nobody compares to Cartman. Okay? There's been a few. Uh, Rick and Morty, but those are like older guys. Like, let's think about it. Stewie, Malloy. Malloy comes close because Malloy's a fucked up bear from Brickleberry. But Stewie, Brian, those guys, um, uh, guys across the board, uh, any cartoon show you ever watch, they don't come half as close. Ren and Stimpy? No. They don't come half as close to what Cartman does. Cartman is fucked up. And on a psychological level, and I mean, I got audio clips right now. I'm sure everybody can find them on the internet too of Cartman singing "Fucking Poker Face" by, um, uh, by uh, Lady Gaga. Like, really, just really, really funny stuff. And you know, in the short realm of things, um, you know, when you have a guy like Cartman and you're able to do the movie and you're able to do so many different things with this character of Cartman uh really really genius character on there uh for South Park and again if they turn around and they don't have him on here I'm gonna tell you now that the show is not gonna be as successful as it is. Okay. I'm gonna give you guys that little clip here. Hang on. That was eight year old Eric Cartman from South Park doing his rendition of lady gaga's poker face <laughs> always cracks me up here all right um here we go here, rapid number two what team are you rolling with with xFL uh, I don't know yet honestly decoholics um Maybe when they do an expansion, I'll be able to uh, get a team in there. I don't like the names of these teams. They don't have jerseys yet. I did go on XFL.com. I am a maniac. Um, But I was a big fan of the Arena Football League. My football team in the Arena Football League was the New Orleans Voodoo. I do have apparel for the New Orleans Voodoo still. And I wish that they were back there. Rapid number three here. Early NCAA pick. Spoiler. Um. Ah, I, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh I think Kansas is taking it all. I, I'm I'm a big college basketball fan, I've been watching a lot of it. I think Kansas USC U, Kansas UCLA Alabama and uh, Creighton are going to be amongst the leaders in the Final Fours or in the least the uh, Elite Eight. So we'll see what happens from there. Creighton's always a spoiler for me. I'm a huge Creighton fan. and roll with them. Um, I like Arizona State as well. I like the Wildcats. But, I mean, it, it just depends on who's hot coming in and who they got to play in the region. So we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Um, and that's it for the Rapids. Positivity Corner here today. Of course, we're going to stay on track with the episode. Why would we stray from it? Robert Trujillo. I call it the process of elimination, end quote. That was his positive quote for the day. All right, well, what what can that mean to anybody? Well, it could mean basically that is the best and the process of elimination over the years have showed you. Um, did that all coordinate with the difference of people moving in and out of... Uh, Band spots and this and that. Well, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But my thoughts on that process of elimination quote is it's been trialed and done, trial tested, done, and there's only one that still remains. That being said, that's it. Episode... 118 for you in the books. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Catch some XFL. DeaconAkosho at gmail.com. Let me know what your thoughts are. Deacon and Co-Show Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on there. It's very important. But in the meantime, stay warm, stay humble, stay friendly. Enjoy the weekend. Deacon is out.